Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Football Rambles Guide 2. I'm Marcus Speller. I'm Luke Moore. And I'm Pete Donaldson. Football is full of famous brothers. Jack and Bobby Charlton. Colo and Yaya Toure. Win the first half. I'd rather win the second half. Raphael and Fabio. You wouldn't know. Harry and Charlie Kane. <laughs> but there are two brothers who have permeated every corner of football. Gary and Phil Neville. Hello, Philip. Hello, Gary. Gary, the Manchester United captain, one of Sir Alex Ferguson's most trusted men. The brainy Sky Pundit. And Phil, a Manchester United and Everton stalwart. A successful pundit himself, and of course, master of the step over. I've just done the best step over that this club's ever seen. But their time in the dugout has been, well, patchy. In 2015, with absolutely no managerial experience to his name, Gary Neville took the reins at one of Spain's biggest clubs. His time at Valencia would go down in legend as one of the worst tenures in the club's history. A lot of the football language, it's... You stick an O on it, and it, <laughs> an English word, just stick an O on it, you're all right. <laughs> Who was his right-hand man? Hello, Gary. That's right, Phil. While Gary has retreated back to the studio, Fizzer has bravely kept going and will now begin his third season in Major League <laughs> Soccer this weekend as Inter-Miami boss. So, evacuate the beach, download Spanish Duolingo, because this is the Football Rambles Guide to Management with the Nevilles. <laughs> You made that whole intro sound a bit like um, Frodo and Samwise trying to get the ring to Mordor. <laughs> <laughs> but Phil's bravely kept going. <laughs>
What a brave boy. Gary's like, let's go without me. I can't I can't take the ring to management Mordor. I can't I can't carry it. Oh, Everything's dear. in Spanish and I'm confused. Hola, <laughs> where's the ring? Don't the, ring the Ringo. Don't the Ringo. Don't the Esther Lasubicios. Oh dear. Well, of course, uh, the new MLS season kicks off this weekend. Phil Neville's into Miami face uh, Montreal in the Eastern Conference after reaching the playoffs last season. Yeah. You see? Yeah, you I, see? I spoke to you some... St- my... you, you give him time. <laughs> I spoke to a lot of my American friends who love football and, and none of them had anything to say about Phil. <laughs> <laughs> like, he's not, no one really knows much about him. No. no, well, he keeps quiet, doesn't he? Gets yeah. his head down, works hard. And, <laughs> keeps uh, very quiet. <laughs> but, it, but it's a really something, good example of like one brother has a bit of charisma mm. and he's got a bit of a social conscience sorry which one is it <laughs> I was going to say I, I actually haven't figured out <laughs> that's all it takes I people sort of, to like you uh, I kind of with, with Gary I think is is like um, he's like a, he's the David Miller band yeah I see what you mean and yeah. Phil's the Ed Miller band and I yeah. think that I think Gary is kind of very um, He's. I think his schedule he'd be like a top a top level politician be like, all right, this is. I get out of bed at this time. I've got everything laid out for me. My suit, I'm going to wear for that day. Whatever. He's organised. He's, he's yeah. he attacks the day, as he says in his own Twitter bio. Attack the day. There mm. you go. All that kind of crap. Yeah. Um, it feels more like attack the fridge. <laughs> attack the beach. Not like that, Phil. <laughs> Bennett, what's it yeah. done to you? No. Yeah. I think so. I think Gary's a bit like that. Like he's, you know, he runs around like he's the mayor of Manchester. All this kind of. Yeah, stuff. but I, th- I think also the framework for this whole episode is yeah. that, of course, we understand they've both made big contributions to football generally. They've right? achieved mm. uh, genuinely actually, a huge actually, amount. I don't actually agree with what you said about Phil Neville in the, in the intro as a pundit. Uh-huh. But apart from that, <laughs> they've done a lot of stuff. They've played mm. a lot of games for a lot of big clubs. They're clearly respected as Won players. Trophies and they've done punditry. And Gary's, you know, Gary's, you know, of course doing a lot in punditry at the moment but mm. what's interesting about the management thing is that it's clearly not for them yes. either of them and one of them gets it yeah. and, and said and has been quite self-deprecating about it mm-hmm. yeah. and the other one's like you just watch me yeah but I think I and think we that's, are watching your film and that's what I was going to say <laughs> and we that, don't like it <laughs> that, that Gary because of, of, of his the way he is and so on he will always get offers for things that perhaps aren't suited for him He'd, yeah, that's a really good point. Right. I reckon he'd get a management job now. I, 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 I wouldn't surprise me. Yeah. yeah, but but whether you know he could, whether he should, and all that business. Yeah, exactly. Right. Whereas Phil, to me, is he's like the local sort of DIY handyman. Yeah. And and and, 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 and but he's quite likable, and he comes around a cup of tea, and he'll tell you what's going on. And I just imagine Phil listening to this, going. <laughs> Throwing his arms up in the air. That's as good as it's going to get for you, Phil Neville, on this fucking episode. A competent handyman. Exactly. Well, I said handyman. Yeah, okay. And, Confessions uh, of a handyman. Yeah, exactly. And, <laughs> and he, he may not do the best job, but he's, he's all right. He's good company. Nice guy. And he'll always get a job because he's quite likeable, I think. Yeah, likes and drinks I, a lot of tea. Yeah. I, 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 the thing is, that that's the thing. Like, listening to his outbursts, and they are outbursts yeah. over the past few years. I've like, overused likeable there, haven't I? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, like, he is the very... He's just a really good example of a modern um, sports person. Mm. No charisma, just absolute so-called mentality monster who who is who is committed to performing as a footballer when he was in, in his playing days, um, committed to um, being the very best and making the most of, mm. of his skills. And and people sort of uh, characterise Phil as being the raw talent, the, the one who didn't need to work quite as hard as Gary, who improved mm. uh, year on year and got better and better. But I do think they're both... Like mercurial talents on the cricket field, on the football field, they could do. They could do. Phil a lot started of out as a forward player. 
Yeah, Phil Luke. started out as a, as a in- left wing, incredible footballer. Right? And uh, but they put the hours in. They did put the hours in. Mm. They got up early than everyone else. They're in the gym early than the rest. So so they are kind of those kind of like weird Ronaldo-y kind of characters. I know what you mean. But they're fuck like Phil's just so fucking boring. Yeah. Yeah. I can't listen to him talk because how he's not inspiring me. Mm. He's talking absolute shit in post match, saying that. The, 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 but do the, you want to be inspired? Listen to Phil Neville though. You, if what you're, you're sound personally affronted that he's not inspired you. Well, yeah, I just think I mean, if you're a, if you're a player, like I mean, I get, I, I think he probably would put the building blocks in place. He'd, he'd insist that you uh, did certain things at certain times. He'd insist yeah. that you worked harder than everyone else. Mm. But I just think that he's just not a leader of of, of people. I'm feeling, I'm feeling. You're looking at me, and I'm feeling quite seen here. Yeah. <laughs> but I think, I think with Pete, Pete knows what it is to get up early than everybody else. <laughs> <laughs> the, I do these days. Got a fucking bed. That's why. <laughs> Yeah, he's I'm coming on. His, his old man gets up at one a.m. <laughs> <laughs> where did it all start? Marcus, yeah, well, where did it all so. start for the for the, for the it, management career? Yeah, yeah. Well, it is their guide, of course, um, to uh, you know to to, to 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 management, not punditry. Okay, so yeah. you've had your say. Yeah, all right, but I'm let's talk about. Be, I imagine there'll be further opportunity <laughs> <laughs> in a very brief moment. Yeah, um, yeah. Well, we, we all started uh, in terms of their coaching career, really, uh, at Valencia. Now, now Gary had been in the England setup under Roy Hodgson before that, but uh, really, where we think of Gary as management, and this is where he was his first and only number one job, of course, was at Valencia. And on the second of December, uh, two thousand and fifteen, he took over uh, with Phil, who was already there as an assistant. Yeah, so Phil gone ahead like, an, a, a, yeah. like a scout scouting party. Well, there's the building block, as Pete mentioned. Yeah. Um, so Gary said, Gary said, I've been offered this job. Yeah. It's, I'm, I quite fancy it, mm. but um, it's in Spain and I'm frightened. Mm. So <laughs> can you go ahead, Phil, and find out what it's like? Well, Phil was Phil was a coach there under Nuno. Nuno, yeah. Nuno Espirito Santo. Yeah. And, and the whole, and it's probably worth framing that the whole point about Gary getting a job at Valencia, which is a big club. Mm. Isn't it huge? Is is that the despite club, their problems and financial? Well, this problems. is the thing: they, they club, the club had been mm-hmm. and still is in a really controversial management period, uh, so ownership period, right? Yeah. So Peter Lim, who's friends with the Nevilles and with the class of '92, he, he he cites the class of '92 as being who got him into football, mm. and they've got this whole business shared business interest, the, the Salford City thing. That's right. That's the link. Yeah. But but Lim is a very Peter Lim is a very controversial character. If you look at the managers, the amount of managers they've gone through at mm. Valencia, the amount of shit that's happened, there's fan groups against it and all the rest mm. of it. The reason I'm saying this is because this particular set of circumstances needed to exist mm. for Gary to get the opportunity. Voro, who's been caretaker manager there, mm. and he's like a bit of a legend at the yep. club, ex-centre-back for them back yeah, in yeah. the day, he's managed them 12 times. Yeah. 12 <laughs> separate times he's managed them because stuff. they go through so many fucking managers. Yeah. That's the background to Gary getting the job. Mm. Why didn't they go for Seville? That would work with their names. <laughs> yeah, should have done. Neville, yeah. Neville. Change their names to Nevia. <laughs> Nevia and Sevilla. I'd like to be. No, I'd like to be known as Nevia when I'm here. <laughs> yeah, but, I, but uh, despite their poor performance this season, Sevilla are seen as quite a well-run club, and I think right, yeah. and therefore the conversation so ends. That's out. That's <laughs> out. Okay, that's yeah. out. Good. Right. Yeah. What the Neville brothers winning the Europa League? Sevilla, <laughs> yeah. I, think so. yeah. I don't think so. Um, although they were in the Europa League when Gary took over, because in his first job at Valencia, uh, they were beaten two uh, 0 by Leon. I think it was in the Champions League. Finished third in their group and went down to the Europa. 
What, in the first, his first game? I think that was, I'm pretty sure it was his first game in charge. Bloody hell, okay, right. Um, yeah, so... Um, the, you were particularly, um, you were partic- you knew it was going to go well for Gary when you saw him turn up at the dressing room on the telly, didn't you? Oh my goodness, that was great when he was walking around the dressing room and he was just going, all right, how you doing? <laughs> but the thing is though, like it's, it's a bit of a tricky one because like, what do you do if you don't speak the language? You can't just, if you're completely silent and Hola. you just nod your head, it's a bit... No, but you, you, there's, there's a process here. Okay, right. you could have learned five words, is what you're exactly. saying. Exactly. Yeah. You could have learned, I don't know, you probably could Hola. have learned, how you doing? Yeah. Come on, Stas, or whatever, que yeah. pasa? You've already you, got it. And you could have said, and you could have said in Spanish and practiced it, mm-hmm. I'm sorry my Spanish is poor, don't worry about it, I'm yeah. going to work on it kind of thing. That's yeah, all you yeah. need, that people would have... Exp- learned, yeah. It's not like France, stuff. in Spain they appreciate the effort. <laughs> <laughs> in France they would have you. Do, well, remember when uh, David Moyes obviously spent a bit of time, we'll get onto him a little bit later on, but it's worth sort of uh, checking out his uh, language aptitude. I know about the B team. I know some of the players. They have been training with me. Uh, uh, Dos, tres, cuatro uh, times. There you are. <laughs> just tuck it in. Quattro's time. But I've not seen them play. Right. Stick, stick a bit. So, so just, just, just pepper your language yeah. with a couple so, of oh, What he should have done was walked in and just got the old hasta la victoria siempre. Yeah, that's it. There you go. Yeah, yeah. Bit, oh, that's, that's strong talk. But he's I know a... we lost Che, but calm down. <laughs> he's, he's approaching language as if like it's like a virus. <laughs> <laughs> just shows itself every so often. And then all of a sudden you're fully, the, the host, you're fully consumed as the host and you become Spanish. Red, yeah. <laughs> Is he definitely affected with Spanish? He's saying dos... Tres yeah, Quattro he's, there. He's doing it every now <laughs> so, and then. So Gary, so Gary didn't make the effort from the very start. Yes, from he? the start he was doomed. Uh, let's let's be honest. Uh, he installed a couple of uh, high uh, cameras in the, 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 the training ground. Do you remember? They got the old uh, cherry pickers to put them up there. In my mind, I thought Gary was on the cherry picker that been watching great, the formations. Yeah. That would have been good. That would have been really good. Uh, but yeah, he was, <laughs> and I remember thinking about at the time though. I thought this was quite exciting. It is, but it's, I don't know, it's just, look what I'm doing. You know what I mean? It's a bit Sam Alice with this ice chamber, isn't no, no, it? I, no, no, I'm not, sorry, I'm not talking about the cameras, I'm talking oh, about right. the appointment. Oh, yeah, okay, yeah, fine, yeah. fine. Well, they, they, you you would just assume that there's a, been a, some kind of, like, chat and, and, yeah. and examination exactly. about what these people can offer. Due and, diligence. You know, yeah, due done. diligence. Exactly. And I think, I think if you're, and also, the other thing about it is that you must look at it from Valencia's point of view. They're, they're a proud club. They're one of the biggest clubs in Spain. Mm, completely. They're, they've been taken over by this owner who is, you know, a bit of a character, to say the least. And they're given a job to to. I mean, it happened. I mean, this is probably the only time Portsmouth are going to get mentioned in this episode. But Portsmouth, who are nowhere near that size of club, but are quite a big, proud club, mm. they hired a manager who's currently at the time recording steal their manager, and he'd mm. never managed before. Yeah. And even then, there was like, well, why are we doing that with yeah, Portsmouth? Yeah. This is ridiculous. Like, we, and so for, for a club the size of Valencia, that with Gary Neville, mm. I think if you look at the press press around the time, they were saying, look, we respect him as a player. Yeah. We respect that he played under yeah, Alex yeah, Ferguson. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But, yeah. You know, this is not a first job job. No, yeah. in so, a foreign language, exactly. In, in many ways as well. I don't, know, I, don't know what, I don't know what the makeup of of the squad was, but like presumably Spanish is probably a bit important to communicate. And and you get if you start to learn just a few bloody phrases, you get over with the press, and it makes your job so much easier when it comes mm. to getting absolutely roasted. <laughs> <laughs> Which is definitely going to happen. Is definitely going to yeah. happen well, because you're, you're what you're a Neville. Well, yeah, I think because his stock was was particularly high then I mean it still is now mm. but you know in terms of punditry and so on I think that when he came along and he really took to it everyone's like bloody hell you know Gary Neville mm. and there was a time maybe it was a 
about back then, where whatever he said was almost gospel. Maybe not for Liverpool fans or Man City fans. It but was for a while, yeah. But it, but it, it was. He yeah. was he, a breath of fresh air. And he was very impressive. And you could argue still isn't as, as a pundit. I think he's always got I'd have been saying, that. Gary, don't learn Spanish, and you won't better read what they're fucking yeah. saying about but you. I, <laughs> but I think if he was brought on as, as an assistant, um, obviously Phil had that job, but if he was some sort of, in, in some kind of analytical capacity, I think you'd go, oh, actually, that's maybe a shrewd move. He does this on TV, he does it pretty well and so on. Could he add something? But as a number one, it was a huge ask, as if, you say, especially in a foreign country. Is it, if Phil had been a Manchester United lifer, mm. like Gary was, yes. would he have got the top job over Gary? If I, all things being but Phil, it's funny because Phil trod the path more, as Marcus mm. has alluded to. Mm. He did assist. He assisted at Everton for a while. Yeah. Then he went and assisted at Valencia. And you kind of thought, okay, that's fair enough. Yeah. And then obviously Gary gets put over the top of well, them, which was is a, a bit of a dig. Well, really. he was at Manchester mm. United under David Moyes. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, and, and mm. um, when when Moyes left Everton, uh, Neville threw his hat into the ring for the number one job there, and he said it would be a really, it would be a really good job to get. I know there are <laughs> players who have gone into jobs and failed, but I just think I have prepared. And yeah. this was this was a little insight into what was to come because that was you know it's a fairly confident kind of statement to mm. make saying while well, others have failed but I think I, I've prepared it would yeah. it would get a little bit more downright arrogant and preposterous as time <laughs> <began>. <laughs> but, but that was a little prelude there but but he he lost out to Roberto Martinez I think it was if my memory serves me uh, correctly but he was he was doing all right and he was at Valencia and, and I know as an assistant anybody can well not anybody but 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 one can go in and be a decent assistant and then when you try your hand as a number one it can it can kind of go to pot um but days after his appointment at Valencia he did um and and you're, you're having a go at Gary for not having a go at um, with with the Spanish language, maybe because when Fizzer had a go at the Spanish language, it, it didn't go particularly well because he tweeted in Spanish uh, just a few days after he he, he came to uh, Valencia. Poor choice of words. Um, <laughs> uh, uh, that uh, he 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 wanted to tweet early morning run on the beach to start the day, uh, but he got uh, the word run uh, mistaken um, and and actually wrote the word that means um, ejaculation. So uh, he, he tweeted morning ejaculation on the beach to start the morning. <laughs> <laughs> the waves tell no tales. <laughs> I've oh, made to see pregnant mum. <laughs> Do you is, want that, to... is that a jellyfish? <laughs> Come on. Oh, Marcus, I'm playing a clip. Dali, Dali, Dali. Bien, bien. Yo, Rino Zero. Dali, Victor. Come on, Victor. Come on, Gonzalo. Bien, bien, Pizarro. Good, good. I like this kind of work. Yeah, looks good. I like it. And for those of you who don't speak Spanish, that's, <laughs> that's Phil actually saying, um, great goal for that. I will spunk all over you. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, it's, it's, yeah. That was when he's yeah, is it into Miami that clip I think yeah it was yeah mm. but but going back to the, going back to the Valencia thing Gary and Phil I suppose because he takes responsibility here yeah. uh, too delivered the worst managerial win percentage at the time mm. in La Liga history of any manager that's managed yeah. over five games <laughs> um, now it was a bit of a shit show there and that that that, that record has, has since been beaten but one thing I would say for Gary and Phil at Valencia just to support them is that. He gets a lot of stick for that Copa del Rey semi-final first leg 7-0 against Barcelona. Yeah. In which I think um, Messi got four and Suarez got three or maybe uh -huh. the other way around. Yeah. It was a ridiculous situation. 
Now, I know Valencia are a proud old institution. You know, mm. they, they don't, don't want to be on the end of that kind of result, and no one does. But it is worth pointing out that Barcelona that season mm-hmm. scored 130. So Suarez, Messi, yeah, and Neymar yeah. scored 131 goals between them that yeah, season. Yeah. They were by no means the only team yeah. to get on the end of a battering. Mm. And that seems to follow Gary around a lot, and he references it now in his punditry. Yeah. And I sometimes think it's not... It's, it's a not little unfair, like, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, I yeah, think yeah, so. Yeah. I do as well. I, look, I, I genuinely respect him having a go at Valencia. Because it would have been so easy to say no. And he does say in hindsight, yeah, actually, probably I shouldn't have done it. And of course, the thing is, those fans are affected by that. And those fans have, you know, had enough. And it's kind of like, well, why why should we suffer just because this guy, you know, fancies a little jaunt or a little adventure? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so I do understand it from, from their point of view. But from a purely neutral point of view, from a very distant uh, sort of well, vantage point, if you could call it that... Um, I don't blame him. And actually the problems of that club are so mm. run so deep, as you've already talked about, Luke, that if it wasn't Neville coming along and failing, it would have probably been somebody else. Well, it was as, someone else straight after. Yeah, well, there you, you are. Know, you I see. think they've only won a couple of Cobb Del Rays in a Indeed. very, very long and, and, time. And I know Valencia, they 14 points from 16 league games under um, Gary Neville, which, which is poor. They did get a draw away at the Bernabeu. Yeah, okay. Two all against Real Madrid, which wasn't a bad result. <laughs> Blind squirrels everywhere. There we are, um, you see. It can happen. A bit of a mixed bag between um, Valencia um, personnel as well, because Guillermo Siqueira said, um, I used to play as Gary on the PlayStation. It was great working with him. I'd like to give him a big hug. Mm. Um, so, you know, not yeah. all, not all Got bad. Got a hug out of it. And then Valencia legend Santiago Canazares called him an absolute joke. <laughs> <laughs> he never wanted to see him again. Yeah, but so. I'd like to give Fizzer a good old squeeze. <laughs> yeah. He sounds like the Gabiag Bodnahor of, uh, <laughs> yeah. of Aston Villa. Yeah, well, apparently um, after that 7-0 defeat, the, the, the players were expecting a big old angry reaction from, from Gary. But there was none. Mm. Yeah. He, he knew there was just a second... Pure, just pure ejaculate. He knew, <laughs> he knew there was a second leg to come. Yeah. yeah. In which they got the a third cre- leg for the summer. There we go. <laughs> got a credible one-all draw. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> like, Sorry to build on. Like Mick McCarthy, bite your hand off for a one-all draw. Yeah. Um, but indeed, yeah. I, well, I think that some of them thought he was a nice guy, uh, which is what... Uh, yeah. uh, the, but the fans didn't like him. The fans were shouting, weren't they? Of course, because the fans... Yeah, uh, hundreds of fans turned up at the team's training ground at 2.30am after that Barcelona yeah. defeat, chanting for him to be sacked. They were chanting Gary Vettel, which means Gary leave now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Checkout's not till 11. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Fucking hell. Sleep for crying yeah. out loud. I know. Well, Still ne- on. Neville, as you said, has been very remorseful about the whole experience. And he said uh, subsequently, I didn't deserve that job. It's one of the biggest clubs in Spain. I didn't speak the language, didn't have any knowledge of the league and didn't have uh, the knowledge of that sort of culture <laughs> or anything. Because he said that in his interview. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't deserve this. Peter Lim's like, well, hang on, you've been honest about that. <laughs> uh, I didn't know what to do with the players. Uh, was changing systems. I would never do it again. And that's fair well, enough, I don't think it? I don't think you'll get a chance to do it again. Well, it's fair not enough Valencia. he said that because you get a lot of arrogance in football and then we're going to come on to Fizzer in a minute. Yeah, exactly, that's what I mean. <laughs> yeah. That's why we like Gary because yeah. he fronts up stuff like this yeah, yeah. Fizzer just fails upwards in Wait, my opinion is yeah. Fizzer tough enough for the job <laughs> hell yes hell yes, hell yes. Oh, yeah. he's tough what, enough what, uh, talk about what happened after Gary left and Fizzer was allowed to stay on Fizzer was there he, yeah. he was kept on at the club until the next head coach course but he was he was uh, demoted <laughs> so that he only saw the players in training and had no involvement on match days <laughs> No invo- not even allowed down. Can I stay? Yeah. Kind of. Yeah. Can, I, can I buy a ticket on the door? Well, we prefer... <laughs> There's a bar down the road. <laughs> Phil, Phil, you can you can come along, but I think we're going to give you weekends off. Oh, thanks very much. <laughs> <laughs> that is a fucking... That is a demeaning thing to accept. You've been assistant yeah. already. Yeah. Your brother's come along, your big mm. brother, and he's taken the main job. Yeah. And then when he's been sacked for being shit... Yes. 
we'll let you stay, mm. but you can't have any involvement in match days. <laughs> Where's the respect? Where's the self-respect? I don't know. I don't know. Well, British managers haven't been brilliant uh, abroad, of course. We've the, the, uh, heard from Moyes. Well, we've heard from Moyes in, yeah, in time Spanish. at Real Sociedad. Mm. Remember him, a lot uh, of them have gone to Spain, haven't they? Tony Adams, of course. Granada's a lovely part of the world. Yeah. I don't blame Adams for going there. No. I do blame him for the way he was there. Um, which wasn't very good. <laughs> but is there an element of this that we always used to complain on this show that players and people would never go abroad? Yeah. And when they do go abroad and have it tough, we just rip mm. the piss out of them. I think, yeah, I think we've learned our lesson. <laughs> That's why everyone, everyone from it here. It was better when you didn't bother. <laughs> everyone from here should stay here. Like, <laughs> like when Chris Coleman um, said his washing machine was broken so he couldn't come up at training. It turned out he'd been at a student night the night before. <laughs> It's good stuff, isn't it? It is yeah. good stuff. Yeah. At least Scott Parker's uh, in Belgium now. He is, yeah. Trying to, trying to do something. That's, yeah. a, that's a short hop, though, isn't it, really? Yeah. It's still Not a hop, really abroad, is it? You're a starable. Not yeah. really abroad. It's closer than dri- driving to Newcastle. <laughs> Probably is, actually. It yeah. is abroad. Okay. There's no two ways about that. Different chocolate there. Jim Marcus people. Borders mean borders. <laughs> <laughs> They're there for a reason. Different chocolate, he says. Yeah, better chocolate. Better different, chocolate. different gravy granules. Yeah. <laughs> oh, dear me. Well, of course, after Valencia, Gary still remained as assistant coach with England. It just feels like they all take their own tea bags when they go. Yeah, I know what you mean. <laughs> I do know what you mean. Yeah. yeah, but you don't mind that if Diego Simeone's having a bit of mate. Uh, no, for uh, some reason, it's cool the other way around. Yeah, mm. I, yeah. So I never feel intimidated by foreign football fans being noisy. Mm. Maybe because yeah. you can't understand what they're saying, but British football fans, when they get together, it's a bit alpha for me. Yeah. So it's just been a different cultural thing, isn't it? But I mean, you don't, you come don't... down Fulham. Yeah, <laughs> I've been down there before. You did, you liked it. You took the piss out of me all day for saying that Tim Ream was a, a lumper of the ball. I know, I took his piss out of you throughout when he was proving you wrong with it's every true. touch. He took the piss out of me. You yeah. were just a conduit. There we are. Yeah. <laughs> I just kept saying, look at him. <laughs> uh, but yes, so, so never remained, it was an assistant coach with England under Roy Hodgson's glorious uh, years, of course. Because um, he was originally brought in for Euro 2012. Mm. Um, and Neville, yes, he... I think Neville was one of two coaches that were watching Iceland in their final group game at Euro 2016. <laughs> right, and okay. when the, the there was a last-minute goal, and it basically ended up that Iceland would play England, and I'm pretty sure it was Neville who punched the air thinking, brilliant, we've got yeah. Iceland in the next wasn't round. Yeah. Was it wasn't brilliant, it wasn't. No. less than brilliant. Yeah. It's oh, a, no. It's a, it's a Roy Hodgson <laughs> meme now, isn't it? <laughs> it is, yeah. yeah. There's nothing for me to do, Roy. You've got eyes in the back of your head. No, <laughs> I, I, just swing, I just swing my head around. It's fine. <laughs> yeah. Well, apparently one of the reasons why he genuinely was brought on board was to help Hodgson because Hodgson... It's old. Yeah. There was yeah, a feeling course. that he it was out sense, of touch yeah. with some of the players. So they, right. brought in, they brought in Gary Neville, who, again, though, a bit like David Miliband, I think maybe in a social setting might not be the life and soul of the party yeah. and the, and the and, guy and, and you'd maybe I think, want. I think the England squad probably drew up a list of pros and cons. Yeah. In the pros, they were like, you know, best right back of his generation, yeah. eight-year-old mm-hmm. caps for England, mm-hmm. younger than Roy, and, and, and then also isn't Phil. Yeah. yeah. And in the yeah. cons, they were like, he's quite, quite boring. Nor's Phil. <laughs> <laughs> He's always with Phil. Do you reckon that's why? Do you reckon his, the Roy Hodgson influence, him being an owl, is that's why he did the cherry picker thing? Maybe because yeah. just to there get bird yeah. of prey kind of yeah. vibe. Right? Yes, yeah, good point. <laughs> Could be, uh, dear me. Well, um, would you love to have just looked up and seen Roy just perched on it? <laughs> <laughs> cool. That's not a noise an owl makes. Yeah, it was a mix. Twit twoo, twit twoo, isn't it? Oh yeah. He's on a pigeon there. Still not twit twoo. Disrespectful to Roy's career. 
the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. This episode of the Football Ramble is sponsored by BetterHelp. Life throws many different challenges at us, and as a result, we all have our own sources of stress. Whether big or small, those stresses can impact our lives in unpredictable ways, and if we don't address them, they can have an outsized and unwanted impact. Therapy is a safe place in which we can address these issues, learn to understand them, and find ways to work through them. Having therapy can be beneficial to anybody, not just people who've experienced major traumas, even if you may have not considered it before. It could be simply a time for you to get things off your chest, a way to learn positive coping skills or how to set boundaries. Ultimately, it can be whatever you need it to be. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. All you have to do is fill out a brief questionnaire and BetterHelp will match you to a licensed therapist. You can even switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com forward slash ramble today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com forward slash ramble. Speaking of England, though, Fizzer got the number one job at the Lionesses. Yeah. Did he not? He did. No, he did. He did, yeah. I can confirm that did happen. Uh, some people try to forget it, um, but, <laughs> yeah. but he was there. Um, and this goes back to, does this, does this go back to what Pete was talking about? I mean, because he was there from, what, January 18? Mm. And Pete, you were kind of talking about the fact that... Because the thing I always remember about Fizzer, I'm not an expert on women's football at all. Plenty of great people here, here cover it, and I'm not one of them, um, for, for the listeners' benefit more than anything else. But one of the things I do remember from it is that his opening press conference, it was embarrassing. Mm. I mean, it was a bit like, who's this guy who's just come along? Yeah. That, I think one of the questions was, can you name the current top scorer in the Women's Super League or whatever? Yeah. And he couldn't do it. Yeah. Well, he, we were, we were, we, me and Marcus went to a quiz night at a, uh, a bar in, in, in central London and it was Manish, wasn't it? Manish and Phil oh, Neville. Manish, Manish and Phil Neville yeah. uh, doing like a quiz. And, um, Phil He'd had just, just taken the job, had he? Just taken the job. Huh. He couldn't name a single squad player. I mean, that Fucking is really Manish, Manish put him on the spot now. Yeah, but come on. No, 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 no. I'm not defending Phil Neville, but this was like the funny. So it was unhelpful. Yeah. For Manish. So I, yeah, I understand for, for old Fizzer that he he suddenly was like frozen. But yes, just name one. Yeah. <laughs> just one. Yeah. And everyone was laughing. But I think, though, that that evening, it's, it, I realised seeing Fizzer up 
reasonably close. Mm. Didn't want to get too close, of course. Because yeah. uh, you only got eyes for Keggy, that's why. Well, that as well. And I know that the, the coast isn't for a little while in, in London, but still, we are... <laughs> There's no beach in London. But we are an island. And, you yeah, know, it's true. So there's, the beach is never that far away, of course, in this country. But I, he, he looked very rabbit in headlights. Yeah. And I think with Phil, I think perhaps earlier in his career, he would have... Just, I remember Alan Shearer hammering him once on Match of the Day for an opinion he had. I and mean, it's unlike Shearer to really go for someone. Mm, yeah. And and Neville kind of looked a bit sheepish and, and just sort of went and also sort of smiled and went in on himself. But I think as he's wanted, as he's becoming a number one and wants that job, he then starts sort of doubling down. You remember that into Miami when he goes, right, I'm going to give it both barrels. And yeah. it was like, really? Because you sound like you're about to, you know, <laughs> you know, set off the sort of cavalry or something. Yeah. And I think that he he doesn't know how to, as Pete says, he's not really the, a, a natural leader. But, and so when he doubles down, it kind of... But do you not think to get to that level of, of have a... Sometimes we overlook the fact that to get to that level that he's gotten to, which is the top. Yeah. You take it, he's, he's the top point zero 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 one percent of his trade, really. Mm. I mean, we'll take the piss out of him because that's our job here and we're good at that. Yeah. But, but <laughs> he's, he's had to have been competitive and have some kind of leadership skills to actually get there. Yeah. And friends who are in the high position. Well, that's also important. Mm. But no one's going to give a shit about him when he's 16 trying to get through at Man United and he's going to get there. Sure. So that, that, that's, a, that's a factor. Okay, but we're talking about the management though and I think as a yeah. footballer it's one thing but it just again that evening where you know he was clearly and also I think that he he would come out with something which was perhaps bordering on a little bit inappropriate yeah, yeah and yeah. didn't quite realise I, I, I and think, I think his brain takes a few seconds to kind of catch up with what his mouth is is doing certainly and I think I, I for against my better judgment, listen to the um, Jet Humphreys High Performance Podcast with Phil Neville. Great thank you show. for doing that, by the way, because yeah, Luke and I yeah, really did fancy. I know, I know, I know. Great um, show, <laughs> great, great show, great vibes. In that kind of perspective, when he's talking great about guys, so, so it was recorded when he was uh, when he was finishing up as uh, manager of the women's national team, and he was in that kind of in that kind of rarefied air of um, quite male, quite look at my achievement kind of podcast. Yeah. He was he didn't wasn't backwards coming forwards about his achievements yeah. and, and and how he mm-hmm. would talk about his successes and stuff mm-hmm. and so comparing that to his performances as England manager mm-hmm. was just so different because he was an he was a pretty atrocious manager at times like the way that he kind of fronted up after after pretty shoddy performances uh-huh. and said I was fucking brilliant mm-hmm. yeah, we the game, against, the game against Portugal which people talk about where yeah. they I think they. Portugal were down at 30th in the world at the time and they were mm. terrible and it was a really bad game and everyone was like, this was a terrible game. And he's like, no, actually, I thought it was fantastic. Yeah. He's just talking absolute shit. But, but, but and, and his stories about, you know, as a footballer, mm-hmm. being in the gym before everyone else and, and kind of being this kind of yeah. mentality monster and, yeah, and how yeah, yeah, he yeah. grew up. His father was a long distance mm-hmm. lorry driver. He used to get all his work done on a Monday mm-hmm. and then do other work um, through the week and stuff. He was yeah. a real, he was like, they're mm-hmm. from a, 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 a family of grafters and stuff and they used to steal balls from the camp, canteen for Sierra on the bus and the rest of the footballers used to take the piss out of them. Mm-hmm. And they're like, no, this is how you do yeah. it. This is how you become an aggressive. But, He's such a fucking nerd. <laughs> I can't fucking listen to him. Well, yeah. I think that some of the stuff you've said there, I think that that influences clearly how he is. And I think that with Phil Neville, it, it, all this stuff that comes out of his mouth, it's such a shame because 
you don't because have to it, say all that. Yeah, well, uh, the, and you shouldn't one of his say stories, that. One of his stories was literally, I'll tell you what, with some, some of these players in, in the England setup, you'll, you, you'll, you're never going to hear about what a struggle it is to be a woman in sport. I was like, you've been a fucking sports person for fucking 30 years yeah, 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 and yeah. you've never heard a single story about how fucking difficult it is for a woman <laughs> to work anywhere in sport. Yeah. Are you off your fucking rocker? Also, yeah. well, he is. <laughs> well, also, also he, you know, what you're looking at when you took it, look at him taking that job, it's arguably a time, it's five years ago now, so not mm. that long ago, but yeah. we've seen a huge revolution or we're in the middle of a revolution in women's sport, in, in women's football particularly. Um, and, you know, England having the success that they've had and under, under Serena Viegman and all the rest of it. But what I don't like about Neville going into that England job is just that he is essentially relying on the fact that um, because he's played men's football, which is... Yeah, perceived as high standard, which you know the gold standard and all the rest of it. He's just relying on that and that alone mm, mm. To, to to take that job. Mm. So he's not actually going. Um, I'll take even half a step towards you yeah. by learning a bit about the game, yeah. by getting to know some of the players beforehand. By because what that says, if he sits in a in a bar with you guys, or you're at this event and he's there, I wasn't actually there. I didn't know about that. But if he's if that's happened just after he's taken the job. Well, what it says is he's not had to have any kind of interview process whatsoever because he would mm. he would have had at least a little bit of, of knowledge over from that if they had actually rigorously examined him and his suitability for the role. But of course they haven't because they've just gone, oh, that's Phil Neville. Yeah, we'll give him the job. Yeah. And thankfully, it looks like the England women's team has moved massively survived, beyond that now, yeah. <laughs> which is which is fine. But the thing is with Neville though, as um, manager of the England's women, England women's team, you know, he won a She Believes Cup, which is which is no mean feat. Um, they went far in a World Cup. You know, they did some some okay things. I understand people will look back and think, well, it could have been more and so on. Well, that, that's a, I'll leave that argument to, to others who know more than me. But when, as you say, Pete, comes out with these kind of things, and, and another one was in September 2019 where he, he was answering questions over his selection as manager. And he says, I have a vision that no one else has. I've got... <laughs> no one else wants it. Yeah, right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, don't, don't, don't want to see that. Um, I've got bravery that no coach probably had. I mean, again, you know, you shouldn't do those things in public. Um, so do you know what? Thank your lucky stars. I'm here. I'm here to stay and I'm going to continue improving. I live and breathe it and I've never had a bad day. Again, he's trying to convince himself, I feel. He's trying mm. to double down where maybe he does feel like, oh, am I good enough? Did, yeah, the job's... You know, and, and, bit, and, yeah. and, and, and I have my sympathy, you know, I have sympathies with anybody who has any sort of kind of um, imposter syndrome and that can look very different in very different ways and it yeah. can look much more extreme in, in certain regards as you touched on earlier, Pete. Um, but there are but, so many stories in footballers about <clears throat> white men who fail upwards and he is a very, very good example of it yeah, in and, my opinion. But also as well, just... just, just have an ounce of humility, right, yeah. exactly. And a, a, a little yeah. bit of self awareness. A lot of managers that does that is how it manifests itself, you yeah. know, in, in managers who feel like their backs are against the wall mm. a little bit because they're just like they're, they're, they're lashing out and they're going, You're, You know, actually, oh, I'm quite good. I know everyone's having a go, yeah, but I'm actually quite good. We see this with sorry. Allardyce, has done it before, and yeah. you know, one or two Nathan others. Nathan Jones. <laughs> Jones is a great example. <laughs> he is a good example, yeah, exactly. Yeah, but Fizzer, of course, is still in management, and we have to give him an enorm- enormous amount of respect uh, yeah, for that. And I don't understand why Pete can say things like he, fail, he fails upwards where, um, you know, all you can really throw at him is that, you know, he got a job at Valencia because he's mates with the owner. Uh, he walked, walked into an England women's job, even though he didn't do any interview process and wasn't qualified. And his best mate owns a, or is one of his best mates, owns an MLS club and he's a the manager there as well. Mm. Well, uh, Beckham fiercely denied it was anything to do with Fizzer being uh, his mate. So yeah, of course. Yeah, shortly before Phil um, signed his own son to the club, I think. <laughs> 
wasn't it? Harvey, yeah, get them all in. <laughs> Bring the family over. Oh, well, we will. Yeah, um, I mean, he was he was in the Manchester United setup, wasn't he? Old uh, his son. Doesn't I mean, look was, great, does it? It doesn't look great. It never same, looks it, great. It, it didn't work with Steve Bruce. Doesn't work with, it, 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 with him. Well, I go. To be fair, all right, all right. Alex Bruce was like, was he a Premier League captain at all one right, point? All right. Um, he definitely played for Hull. Maybe when they're in the Premier League. Uh, um, but kind of do Tom Ince, can I? He was all right. Uh, talk yeah. about talk about. David Beckham's son going to Derby. All right, fine. Uh, to Brentford, to Brentford. Brentford. Yeah, yeah. Well, Beckham said of 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 Fizzy <laughs> going there. He said, "Of course, people are always going to turn around and say, oh, it's because he's your friend. It's nothing to do with him being my friend. Our ownership group doesn't just employ our friends." And Beckham, I reckon, <laughs> he said short. to friends. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let me see that WhatsApp group. You've all yeah. got nicknames. <laughs> uh, it just reminds me of the, the thing that someone said once on um, on TV about what was what are the chances, what are the odds mm. that um, Rupert Murdoch's son James Murdoch was the best person to run Sky. <laughs> it just it just happened. It just happened to be his son. Yeah, He's well, the best man for the job. Indeed, yeah. Well, Phil did have to apologise to the fans after a sixth consecutive defeat left them bottom of the Eastern Conference, and this was uh, only a, you know a short period mm. into the job. He said it's the lowest feeling after a defeat. I've had since I came to this football club and we've had some disappointments. <laughs> <laughs> There's a bit of self-awareness. Yeah. Mm. Um, well, he was fined also around this time for calling for an investigation into referees' calls against his team and that was during their second uh, six-game losing run. <laughs> but you can't, I mean, it's not as though you can't be it's dishing that out to conspiracy. Him. It's a conspiracy. But how many managers do well, that? Every one of them. Tell me why we're losing games yeah. because there's nothing to do with what I'm doing. The ship has been turning round though, we should say. Uh, the, they ended the season in 11th. Uh, out of 14 um, <laughs> they then made it into the playoffs last year finishing 6th so there you are you see it's yeah. improvement you stick with him and it'll, it'll be good yeah and of <laughs> course uh, and, 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 and the, the links with Fizzer and Lionel Messi just won't go away mm. uh, the finest player possibly to have ever played the game um, could be managed by Phil Neville uh, one day the latest reports say that he's close to calling time uh, on his career at Paris Saint-Germain and, and, and of course has bought a flat in Miami just uh, put someone like Lionel Messi buy a flat well, I Seems think a bit weird. Yeah, but yeah. if you think like can't Beckham, be asked for the stairs. Well, Beckham's got a uh, top floor on one of those great big tower blocks. Penthouse, isn't it? That's a penthouse. Yeah, well, that could be a penthouse as well. well. Why'd you say flat then? Because it sounds a bit more modest. Down to earth. Exactly. It sounds Separate like maybe himself from Cristiano. It sounds it's... like maybe he could be my neighbour one day. <laughs> Is this uh, in the in the uh, aforementioned high podcast, um, the high performance podcast? Uh, they he does talk about. Um, one of his first speeches to the um, England uh, women women's team yeah. uh, was uh, about Cristiano Ronaldo and how it, how he worked with Cristiano <laughs> Is that Ronaldo. Right? It's just lovely to hear. Yeah. Um, but he sort of said um, that uh, Cristiano Ronaldo uh, he was coached for like one hour a day, and the rest was just him working on his own stuff. You know uh-huh. what I mean? Uh-huh. I'd love to see that. I'd love to see that one hour in the day where Fizza has to <laughs> coach. <laughs> Lionel <laughs> Messi. Yeah. I mean, it'd be lovely stuff, wouldn't yeah. it? Would, would he? Would he open with? All right, all right, Lionel. Um, so yeah, just Christi- on a crab. <laughs> <laughs> I've, I've worked with Cristiano Ronaldo. He could, he could teach you a couple of things. <laughs> Why are you talking about Neil Warnock? I know. I went yeah, to Warnock. Like, yeah. Leave Neil out of this. <laughs> Neil's been uh, in the game for fifty years. He yeah. deserves better. He does deserve better. Yeah. What do you think's next for the for the lads? I the think lads. more of the same. Because with Phil. Gary, because Gary's. I mean, we're talking about his management, but Gary's. 
Gary's punditry star has started to fall a little bit. You reckon? A lot of people are... If you look online, he gets a lot of criticism now, particularly from Arsenal fans, particularly from fans who That's think... That's inevitable, though, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, but they're... they're the like the it's top inevitable. Six... It's inevitable. Oh, <laughs> the top yeah. six clubs, though, like they've just got a very, very... Like, like whatever you say. But even Man United fans have a problem with them because I've... he's, he's sort anti-United. Sure, so that it comes with the territory. I think... I, think, I, think... I, I th- I've noticed a bit of a shift. That's what I'm saying. Right. He's definitely not the golden goose that he was. No. A career in politics. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's talked about that. He's been yeah. with that. Well, I think he might have a go. Speaking of Golden Geese, though, uh, Luke, what do you reckon of this? Would you criticise him for this little comment? You know, mashed potato, jacket potato, boiled potato, dauphinoise uh, potato, <laughs> parmiantaire potato, all these things that they do with potatoes, just cut them, fry them, and f- stop putting truffle and oregano on and all that salt and pepper and shit that they started to do with these things. So for me, I can't eat roast dinners. I don't like turkey. Uh, so Christmas dinners are a mess. Turkey, to be honest with you, is one of the worst meats in the world. It's dry. It's you know, if it's that good, you wouldn't just eat it once a year. Okay. Is that him teaching? <laughs> is that him okay. teaching the Qataris so, how to cook? Yeah. Next for Gary Neville, serial killer. Yeah, excellent. <laughs> well, he uh, he probably have very strong opinions about cereal, to be honest. But I think him. <laughs> It's sort of going, dolphin house potatoes, like, stop pissing about potatoes. The, the things they're starting to do these days. It was invented in 1788. <laughs> he also he included these days. He these includes days. salt and pepper in that. <laughs> these days. I mean, my parents are not the most adventurous eaters. And even I've seen them put salt and pepper on their food <laughs> ever do. since I was a baby. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, well, if the Qataris do take over Manchester United at some point, then um, maybe, maybe Gary, Gary could be the there, top yeah. job what there. Fucking cultural attache. <laughs> <laughs> Marcus, clearly the load, the loaded part of the loaded question I asked you about what's next for them yeah. with Phil mm. is that I think it's very obvious that Phil thinks of himself as a Premier League manager. You said earlier that he yeah, linked yeah, yeah. himself with the Everton job. Yes. He's now doing this thing in MLS. Uh-huh. Clearly he wants to be a Premier League manager at some point. Mm. Well, do you, do you think it can happen? To use your words, I think he probably thinks he's loaded and ready to go. Yeah, um, big time. But I don't think that he will get a Premier League job. I, I can't think of a situation. So, so as the time we record this, Southampton are bottom of the Premier League mm. with no permanent manager. Mm. What is the reaction going to be of Southampton fans, right? <laughs> if they announce Phil Neville? Yeah, I don't think they're going to like that. And I think there's no position they can get. Phil. Not I think the reason outside the hotel, two <laughs> thirty in the morning, announce <laughs> Phil. Announce Fizzer. Announce Fizzer. I think Phil um, is. <laughs> He's staying into Miami, and I think that's that's right. I yeah. think he should stay there as long as he can. Yeah. I think maybe there might be a football league club, Championship or League One. That'll be a disaster as well, won't Salford it? Salford City. Yeah. It'd be bad, wouldn't it? Get him at Salford City. It would be bad, wouldn't it? I think that it probably would be. The reason he's not managed Salford City is because he thinks he's above it. Is that fair? Yeah. Well, I mean, he described Major League Soccer as not elite um, right. this week, right. which... I do agree with him. But you shouldn't be saying that. But you shouldn't be saying it. I mean, if you're asked that directly, I understand that you you wouldn't want to lie, perhaps. But you you answer it differently. You you sidestep the question kind of thing. You'd be a bit clever. But uh, he's not going to be a bit clever, is he? Indeed, yeah. But I mean, if he's going to go on not elite podcasts, then uh, (laughs) we are going to get this kind of thing. Yeah. So there we are. What about you? What do you think? I think it feels. I think Pete's right about him failing upwards. I think his connections are important, and he's he's definitely leveraged those as best he can. I think there's absolutely no chance whatsoever he's not going to he's going to have done half the things he's done if he wasn't uh, a player with the surname Neville. I respect what he achieved in his playing career. Um, people listening to this would have expected us maybe. How does Phil Neville like to play? I don't know. I don't care. Mm. Um, I can't see him doing anything 
other than what he's currently doing. And I, I, it's impossible to imagine the situation where he is announced as the manager of any Premier League club and they are not gutted about it as a fan base. <laughs> so for that reason alone, yeah. I'd like to see it happen. Indeed. But it probably won't. Get Wait. Gary over to Miami. There's that yeah. what Give it him is. some Cuban crushed potatoes. Get, get Gary over to Miami. Get him on the home fries. Right? <laughs> Give him the Inter-Miami job that Phil Neville has to be assistant for yeah. and then stop Phil Neville being at the club on match day. <laughs> and then we'll all be happy. Yeah. Lovely. And he can go down Miami Beach, presumably. There we go. There we are. You see, all there. Uh, yeah, what a, what a great finish. All, all right, everybody. Thank you very much for joining us on another Football Ramble Guide too. Remember, we want your ideas for what to talk about next. Email us, show at footballramble.com or tweet us at footballramble with your suggestions. Thank you, Luke. Thank you very much. Thank you, Pete. Farewell. Thank you, Gary and Phil. Thank you, everybody. See you soon. Football Ramble is a Stack production and part of the Acast Creator Network. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowl and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowl and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.